Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and today we're on part five of six of how to start a six-figure lawn care business in your teens, and today we're talking about employees. So I got, let me see how many points I got. I got seven points. I know it seems like a lot, but I'm going to I'm gonna fly right through these things. We're going to talk about everything from hiring to firing to training uh, to legal work to other random junk, you know, giving them uh, an ownership stake in the company. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, we're going to get started with point number one, and that is when to hire and why. So I would say when to hire is it's about when you're working out 15 hours a week out and about or more, which is generally at the 20 to 25 client range. That's that's you should be picking up somebody if you're going out of town for a lot of weeks in the summer. It's uh, it's probably good to have uh, two guys so that you can have a couple of fallback guys and to train them really well so that they can they can handle that stuff while you're gone uh, and. Hire when there are multiple tasks to be done. Don't do it in a way like, you know, you show up the property and, and all they need is mowing and no no weed whacking, no nothing. And um, or maybe all they need is like blowing, you know, like mow and then just blow off the hard surfaces. And uh, you just have a guy stand around most of the time just to blow stuff off at the end and close the trailer gate and all that stuff. You're just kind of wasting your time with that. Uh, you know, maybe you should be planning this out a little bit better. Maybe you should have a string trimmer and have a job for them. To, you know have a higher quality service that you can charge more uh, so that you can justify having an employee number two is who to hire uh, this one is kind of tough because sometimes you just gotta go with who you've got but generally it's gonna be a, a better idea to hire acquaintances not friends or strangers so like don't go to the two extremes like your best friend or you know a complete stranger but somewhere in between where it's like you know them but maybe not well uh, you know that that can generally be a good place to be now that being said, sometimes you know friends well enough that you know that they're going to be a good employee. And if so, absolutely go for it. Um, you got to make sure that they're hardworking, obviously. They have to have morals so they, they can't be, you know, milk on the clock and trying to get as much money as they can off you. Or if a, a client pays cash and they stick it in their pocket, you don't want that kind of stuff. Um, joking about not appropriate stuff, you know, in the truck or while you're working on the job site doesn't come across very well. So make sure that they have a good moral standard. Make sure they don't have a huge ego because sometimes it's harder for them to, you know, obey your orders and, and go do the job that they're supposed to do when they just have too much of a big head about stuff and it makes it harder to work with them. Uh, you know, siblings can, can work oftentimes with this because you know what your siblings are going to do in every situation. My first employee was my brother and he's still with the company. I think he's probably made out of uh, all, all, I want to say we've had like nine or, or ten guys come through the business, like the turnover is a little bit crazy, but you know, again, if you follow these steps, you're not gonna end up having to go through this many guys, but but we kind of did through my trial and error, and so he's probably made, I mean, total over the over the couple of years that I've run this business, probably the most amount of money besides me from the business. Um, he's made thousands and thousands of dollars. This year, me and my general manager makes a little bit more money, uh, Philip, my boy Philip, uh, but uh, you know, he's probably put in the most amount of hours he works great. I know that not everyone has a fantastic relationship with their siblings, but that's an option too. All right, number three is how to hire, um, how, how to do it right. So you definitely want to get stuff in writing. On the books is king. If you can do, you know, legit payroll, the whole deal, uh, you're going to be thanking yourself later if someone gets hurt. If, uh, if you have like a super legalistic client that finds out that you don't have guys on unemployment insurance, no matter how old or young they are, 
and they get upset and report you or I don't even know how that works, but I've heard of it happening before. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. And if you're actually doing taxes, you're uh, like like you're paying your taxes, you're actually gonna save money at the end of the year when you get um, when you have to pay less in taxes because you can write off uh, paying the guys, uh, the payroll processing fees, the taxes, everything can kind of be written off. Whereas if you're pulling it out as if you are pulling out the money to spend on your own thing and then having to pay individual taxes on that money, but not get to keep it, you know, like at, in the in the end, paying guys under the table and paying them legit, it might take a little bit more time to pay them legit, but in the end, you're going to break even or actually do better by, you know, paying your taxes and doing everything legit and spending all that money. Um, make sure you interview the guys. Don't just be like, hey, come come work for me. I did that with basically all my guys. Uh, I will not be doing that again. We've ended up with some guys that you know, I probably should have interviewed and, and asked them questions before they came on and, and we onboarded them. The other thing is you're going to want a two-week probational period where you say, hey, it can go both ways. You can jump ship anytime or I can jump ship anytime and, and cut you off. Uh, and that's, you know, we're cool with that. And you got two weeks to kind of prove yourself and, and learn the trade. Uh, that's going to be it for how to hire. Next up is how to train. So this is what you want to do when you when you first get started is training the guys you want to give them everything that you know. So like, oh, you flip the weed whacker up this way, go uh, counterclockwise around the property so that it shoots all the clippings into the yard instead of into the, the flower beds and this and that. Uh, don't burn it into the ground. Take it this low, you tilt at an angle like this. If there's a little bit of grass on the sidewalk, you could just use the weed whacker and shoo, uh, toss it right back into the grass. All the tricks that you know, all the things that you know, like just overwhelm them with information in the beginning. And as they make mistakes and don't follow, your specific instructions to say, hey, you remember that thing? And they'll go, oh, I, I forgot about that. Yep, now I remember. Yep, I'll be sure to do that. But if you just say, here's the basics, go do it, and you train them as, as they go, you're going to forget what you trained them. You can't go back and go, well, you shouldn't have done that because I told you not to do that. And they're like, no, well, you didn't tell us anything. You just said, take the weed back and go around a circle. Um, you want to give it to them all up front, even if it's a little bit overwhelming. Like I said, it's just going to make everything way smoother in the long run. Uh, talk to them and tell them to look up like DIY tips on YouTube and social media and that kind of stuff. It really helps. Can, they can learn things that you don't even know how to do. And they start doing it and you're like, oh my goodness, I got to do that. And uh, it gives them a little bit more of a sense of ownership and like they have a specific skill and they're kind of flexing their skill on everybody. And it's just a better time that way too. Uh, and then something that you can get them to appreciate the equipment more is Let's talk about how cool the equipment is and how, how dear near and dear you are to the equipment and how hard you've worked to buy the equipment. It's going to give them a little bit more of a sense of uh, that the equipment has value and that you are entrusting them with using this thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment and you trust them to do that and it, and it kind of puts a little bit more of a weight on their shoulders to learn how to do it well, uh, to have more respect for you and have more respect for the equipment. Number five is not a fun one and it's when to fire. Uh, and it's kind of a hard point because I fired people over not like really tiny things, but like nothing like super crazy, like you're beating up people on the crew or cursing out clients. Um, I've I've uh, let some people go for not showing up. That happened twice. Uh, one guy quit. What did the other guy do? The other guy's mom wouldn't let him work anymore. One guy, um, we had to let him go because he wasn't, you know, following orders or obeying us um and that's one of the biggest things does if they defy like your orders even after you have a private conversation say hey you you got to follow what i'm saying if they still do it 
then that's not a good fit, especially if they do it like three times, multiple times. If you continue to let them work within the company, the other guys on the crew are going to pick up on it and say, well, I can get away with that. And they're going to start doing it too. And it's just a nightmare. Uh, not showing up or not showing up on time. I've had guys who've called out after they were supposed to be there and said, hey man, I can't come today. But I'm like, I've been sitting here for five, 10 minutes trying to get a hold of you, uh, waiting for you to work. Um, that's another big one. Generally, if it just happens three times, you just say, hey, third time's a charm. Third time uh, and you're off. And um, we had to do that with one of our guys. and He totally understood. Also, uh, employees that are too emotionally draining, maybe they have too big of an ego or they just won't stop talking about like their deepest life issues. And you're like, dude, we just want to work. Or they're the complete opposite where they're like, you can't even have a conversation and, and, and every sentence is two words. It's like, no thanks. Yeah, whatever. You know, that kind of stuff. And it's just like, you know, your work is mediocre. Your attitude is terrible. You know, you're showing up on time. You're always five minutes late. Maybe it's time to drop the, them out of the combination of those. Uh, or if they're, they, you know, vulgarist and they're always like cursing in the truck all the time or, uh, you know, making inappropriate jokes all the time, then uh, it just doesn't reflect well on your business, especially if you're driving around, someone's walking their dog, you roll to a stop sign right next to them and the guy's making it, you know, an inappropriate joke. It reflects poorly on your business and you don't want any of that stuff happening. Or if they're rude to clients, a lot of my guys, um, they're kind of awkward around the clients because they've seen how mean some clients can be. And so they generally don't like to even go and collect money or anything like that. Uh, so just make sure that they don't like blow their head off. Like if something, if the client's being rude or something's happening, they just say, yep, let's go talk to, to Caleb, me, and generally I'll just have to handle it, which stinks for me, but it, it takes the pressure off them. And it also reduces the chances that they'll say something stupid that we're all going to regret, you know, by hating on the client or something like that. Uh, number six is how to fire. So you're going to want to uh, remind these guys three times. You guys were like, eh, maybe, maybe not. You know, if they've made two, you know, inappropriate jokes, you say, hey, third time you're off the team. We, we can't have you doing this. Um, or third time they cuss out a client, maybe the first or second time is the time to cut them. But third time is, is the longest you're going to wait for that. Not showing up three times. If they defy orders, uh, uh, even after private conversations, if you have three private conversations with them about defying orders, it's time to cut them off. Um, and just say, Hey, I, I don't think this is working and I'm going to have to stop scheduling you. That generally goes over pretty well. Show a little bit of respect. Don't just be like, Nope, you're fired. Don't, don't be a jerk or rude about it because if you show them respect when, when they left, it's kind of the same as like dropping a client. Like you leave them well in a way that even if they are like, yep, it wasn't a good fit, they can still recommend that someone else maybe is a good fit for your company. If people are if somebody that you fired is recommending new employees or new clients that, that are good employees or clients, then you know that you're doing something right right with like firing guys, letting guys go. Um, and that would be like, that's that's perfect. That's ideal. Um, and then number seven, standards, legal junk. It's a miscellaneous. I'm just going to throw in some a couple of things that I didn't really cover about employees uh, in the prior stuff. Uh, make sure that they wear uniforms, make sure they don't curse, and make sure they treat the properties well. Don't fool around, make sure they're prompt and make sure they're respectful of the clients. That's just kind of the basic thing. If they show up and they're wearing, you know, ripped jeans and a, and a tank top and you told them to come in their uniform, say, hey, you're not working today, go home and get your stuff on. If they're like, oh, well, I didn't wash it, you say, well, that's kind of your problem. If you give them one outfit to work five days a week, that's kind of on you. You should kind of expect that to happen. You should at least be giving them four or five outfits um, if they're working five days a week. If they're only working once a week, then it's I think it's more than reasonable to give them one 
uh, like one uniform. If they're working twice a week, maybe Monday and Friday, they got plenty of time to wash their clothes. One uniform is fine too. Um, make sure they're not cursing on the properties. Uh, in, in general, I don't really care if it's in the truck and you're just making a joke, it's, it's fine. But on the property with the clients outside or other you know kids around, that kind of stuff, just not good, not good image for your company. Um, and even if you're driving around town and they're like yelling it out and stuff, it just doesn't work either. Um, make sure they're treating the properties well. They're not spitting on, you know, spitting in people's flowers or, you know, kicking rocks up and, and scuffing their feet and stuff like that. Um, just make sure they have respect for the client's properties and accordingly have respect for the clients themselves. You're also going to want them to be prompt um, and like replying to you, uh, your text messages, you know, picking up your phone calls, that, that sort of thing. Uh, that, that goes for like standards, high standards for the guys. For the legal junk, just get paychecks or like some sort of paychecks-ish, you know, payroll processing service. I just found it easier than having to go out and find a physical person to do all the payroll. And, and trust me, the CPAs do not like doing payroll. It's like the thing that they hate doing. It's like in lawn care, everyone just hates weeding. And if you like weeding, I'm going to tell you right now, you are the exception. Go and weed the nation, man. Like weed for me. I'll subcontract to you. It's like weeding for CPAs. Like it's just something they don't want to do. It's better just to go with like paychecks is a huge one. P-A-Y-C-H-E-X. I don't get any extra money for saying that. Uh, that's just who I have and they've worked really well. Uh, I think that the plan that I have, it, it's like $43 per payroll plus $2 per guy. So if I had like a thousand people, it's still the $43 plus the $2, you know? So, you know, a, a per payroll, so you could do every other week and you could get away with that. Um, I do weekly just because it's not like a, a crazy job and the people who are working it don't generally, aren't generally sitting on enough money to just be able to make it for weeks and weeks on end. Um, but yeah, just get, just get an online payroll service. They are super intuitive. They work really well. Um, do everything legal as soon as possible. Um, like if you're just starting out paying guys on the table, switch over to doing it legally as quickly as possible. Like I said, if you're paying taxes, you should be having the guys on the payroll cause you're going to actually save yourself money. Um, and do everything as legal as possible, uh, in terms of like paying people under the table that can get really really dicey and obviously on the podcast officially you know i cannot recommend that you do that i'm not going to come and like burn your house down if you do um you know i'm probably not going to find out about it in any other way so i shouldn't i shouldn't know um be honest with the employees don't skim off the top um give them their 30 minute break and make sure that you know if they need an extra five minutes to pack up and and walk away, you know, and get back into the truck, it's 35 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, just paying for the five minutes. It is what it is. Um, just tell them next time, hey, we're just trying to keep it to 30 minutes. Just, you know, trying to keep things going during the day. Um, being honest with them about what they're getting paid, uh, how much they're getting withheld from their paychecks, how many hours they did, that kind of thing. They should know how many hours they've done this week. Um, and then again, just build a team. It should be like a team. It should almost be like a sport for me. Uh, I used to be a baseball player and I was probably, you know, if like 10 is really good and one is like really bad, I was probably like a three or four. So I wasn't, I wasn't horrible, but uh, I love the, the team building like the, the hanging with the guys, the guys, you know, and you can laugh about, you talk about cars, you could talk about girls, you could talk about money, you could talk about whatever, but you can also get it done and, and compete and do good work and push each other. And that's what you want to build, even with your little lawn mowing crew. Um, and then rewarding them. I've bought my guys, like, 
I probably spent a couple hundred dollars on. I buy them like a nice watch. I bought um, one of the guys like a nice pair of sunglasses. There's, there, there was like two pairs in a packet and they were like polarized and there was like one with silver, you know, rim and like gold rim and whatever because he was wearing like these pink gas station sunglasses and I was just like, I'm done looking at these. I should have taken them and like stomped on them or something because I've seen him wear them again. I'm like, dude, I paid so much money for those sunglasses. Wear those sunglasses. But yeah, I reward them with little things like that. I did it too early in the season because I went a little bit gung-ho. Generally doing it later in the season, like after they've done like 150, 200 hours, like, hey, thank you. I appreciate you. And then do fun stuff too. Maybe picnic, go go-karting. Uh, I tried to go go-karting. Then the go-karting place closed, so we went and did laser tag. It was pretty fun. Uh, unfortunately, my manager beat me and uh, in laser tag, which is pretty sad. Is what it is. Do fun stuff with them. And then give them a feeling of, of ownership too. Uh, my boy Philip, the manager guy, we call him the foreman. And it's kind of like a more of a... Uh, I don't know, like a, a rough and tumble sounding position. Like it's like a construction manager is like a foreman, that sort of thing, like a supervisor. It's kind of the same thing, but he takes pride in it and being, you know, the foreman for a company and running, you know, managing a couple guys. He takes pride in that. Um, the other guys, we call them like the hat wearers, the mower guys. We just come up with fun little titles. But if you can give them a little bit more responsibility and say, hey, head of equipment, this guy's the head of equipment, you know, he's in charge of washing the equipment at the end of the day. And, um, you know, you can give them little special responsibilities. It's going to, you know, they're going to be more invested and have more ownership. They're going to work harder, complain less, and pick up the phone when you call them. But have them act like it's theirs. You know, have them treat the business like it's theirs, like it's their own business. It's their own baby that they're building. And uh, I, think you're, I think you're mostly good to go with that. So, again, we went over when to hire, uh, who to hire, how to hire, how to train, when to fire, how to fire. And uh, we went over like a miscellaneous one as well. Guys, if, if, you, if you can have one takeaway from this, it's find good people, treat them well, and show them respect if you have to fire them. Right? Find good guys, treat them well, and give them respect if you have to fire them. Do things as legit as possible. That's what I got for you guys. If you enjoyed, please... Follow, uh, leave us a five-star review. It always helps, makes us look good. The six-part series is coming to a close. I think we got one more, which is kind of like an assorted episode. Uh, let me see, what, what are we going to talk about in the assorted episode? Safety, crazy clients, competitor relationships, building a network, keep learning, playing the long game, and having a greater purpose for your business and your life. That's coming out next Wednesday. Mondays, we got interviews. Wednesdays, we got uh, one of the series. So the six-part series is ending, and then we're starting a four-part series. And then on Fridays, we do like a, a miscellaneous solo episode. So guys, please be sure to follow. Uh, we got a bunch of cool stuff coming, newsletter coming, YouTube channel coming, social media coming. It's going to be fun, but please follow five stars and I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace out, Girl Scouts.